This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we reviewed the premiere episodes of the Apple TV Plus Godzilla show Monarch, Legacy of Monsters, plus Avengers King Dynasty loses its writer and director. Fantastic Four may have found its Reed Richards trailers for What If Season 2, Madam Web, Aquaman 2, and more, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, November 20th, 2023. <laughs> you know who this is, and you know why you're here. You want all the latest comic book and superhero TV and movie news, and by God, you found it. Forget everything else out there. Forget all the Scientology bullshit. This is the real deal. This is the real deal. Worship at the feet of the holy trio of geekdom. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Play it. Check. Check one. All right. This is Roy fans out there. Let's give it up. Hey, what's happening, listener? Thanks for pressing play, and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. And he's a nerd. And joining us, he's the terror of Tokyo. He's not as big as Godzilla, but his breath is just as bad. It's Rugzilla. <laughs> what's up, Rugs? Yeah! Oh, oh wait, I oh, had that somewhere here. That's a good. That's a good one here. Wow, that was so loud. That was that, so loud. That was pretty loud. Sorry about that. I I'll think turn I it did down. Shit, my pants. <laughs> was that the brown note? I just gave rugs the brown yeah. note. I didn't know it existed. Wow. Was it? Wow. <laughs> you know about the brown note, Anthony? The, oh, I thought you said the. Br- I, I thought. See the audio. I thought you said brown eye. No, well, uh, he also, yeah, you know what the brown eye is. You know the brown but. eye is, but there's also a brown note. No, uh, it's allegedly a frequency so low that it causes you to just release your bowels. Oh, shit. Like you have no yeah, control. Just, it's everybody the, just starts everybody having shits their pants. Yeah. When you hear this frequency, explosive brown diarrhea. Yeah. I think I just gave everyone the brown note in that Godzilla roar is what happened. So everybody check your pants. Make sure they're fresh, because we have a lot to discuss this week, fellas. Enough about the brown note. Let's get into it. The Jock and Ned Podcast. Uh, we're going to start with uh, lots of Marvel news. Uh, last week, there's all these crazy articles leaving me to ask, what the hell is happening with these Avengers movies coming up? Uh, the next two Avengers movies, specifically Avengers the Kang Dynasty. So here is all the rumors and some facts that all dropped very quickly last week. I'm going to break it down, fellas. I want your thoughts about what do you think is going on? We start with uh, Joanna Robinson, the lady who wrote that book with other people, MCU, the Reign of Marvel Studios, talking on a podcast, uh, The Ringers, House of Our podcast, seemingly confirming screenwriter Jeff Loveness is off the movie. Uh, He's left Kang Dynasty. And she asked the person why, and she said, they said the reason why was he was all wrapped up in this Kang storyline, and they are likely going to be moving away from that. Right? Interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Writer's gone. She's saying they're moving away. Literally, the next day, Deadline reports uh, Destin Daniel Cretton 
officially walking away from directing Avengers Kang Dynasty. Oh, shit. What the fuck? Uh, he leaves the project, and he's going to be working on, like, Shang-Chi and this Wonder Man TV show that's probably never happening. Uh, and then this week on the Hot Mike podcast with uh, Roca and Snyder, a lot of interesting things said. One was that uh, Kevin Feige wants the same director for these two movies. He, they, he wants to do a two-parter. So is it? And they might change the title of the first one, maybe pivoting away from the word Kang. Maybe it's Secret Wars Part 1, Part 2. Then John Roker goes, I heard, I have been told that they are discussing the possibility of bringing the Russo brothers back to direct and essentially that Marcus and McFeely, the writers, are already unofficial advisors over the last few months at Marvel. Okay, that's weird. Now, Joanna Robinson said they're moving away from Kang, but this other guy, Daniel Rickman, who's another scooper, spoiler, who's a lot of stuff is accurate, he says... Uh, the studio is still committed to the Kang storyline. Jeff Snyder also heard that he believes or he thinks that they are going to recast Kang ultimately, but they're still going to wait for this trial. So what the what are we out of the facts is that they've the writer's gone. The director's gone. The other things are all rumor. What does this mean? Is Kang done? Is he going to be just minimized? Or are they going to keep him and recast him? I'm very confused. What do you guys think? Well, they're trying to get the Secret Wars. Yes. If, we all if they can do it without Kang, then you do it. But see, there's two There's two Secret Wars, right? There's Secret Wars, the OG one in 84. Right. That's Beyonder-based. Yep. And then there's this other one with Doctor Doom and right. like all multiple timelines like crashing into one another. Right. It's super complicated, and I fucking hate it. <laughs> and there's, but I think that there's elements of that that could work in this Kang timeline because you got multiple timelines and yeah. you got variants and shit. Yeah, we got incursions happening. So uh, I don't think we need the incursions, I, or maybe they're already hap- happening because of what happened in Loki. But the point is, they want to get to Secret Wars. And I think Secret Wars is going to be their way of getting a lot of the old gone Marvels like Black Widow and Iron Man back into the game mm. for one last one. Because if you look at the one with the Doctor Doom version, it's all about like there's no characters that's themselves. There's all like these all variant characters. Right, right. That was the point. So, it was like all the different universes, the ultimate universe and the main Marvel timeline was kind of combined. So like in that way. I could see that the story going using the the Kang timeline thing, like I don't know exactly how they're going to do it, but I that's, think that's why they want they're still not completely abandoning Kang because they need all of these multiple timelines. If they can get to the multiple timelines without Kang and all these multiple this multiverse thing where they're having the secret wars because of the multiverse, I think that they're. That's the reason why they're kind of clinging to Kang. But if they can do it without him, they they should they should try that. Because isn't Kang like irrelevant now? I mean, what at this it, very moment in time in the MCU? Yeah, they kind of like if we didn't see Kang again, he Ant Man beat him, and then like well, Loki, they had the Council of Kings at the end of Ant Man. They okay, so they're still around. But then Loki replaces He Who Remains, but the variants are out there. What should they do, Anthony? 
Oh man, I don't know. This is so I liked the. Uh, it it is a crazy storyline, but the lead up to the second Secret Wars with Hickman's uh, was Hickman's right. I really yep, enjoyed yep. the yeah, new Avengers with incursions, and yeah. there was an Infinity storyline that was really good. The uh, Secret Wars one was pretty crazy, um, and I think I think that's where they're going, or that's where the crumbs are leading us right now. As Rugs mentioned, Kang wasn't really involved in that storyline, but looks like they might be melding that. I don't think they should completely if I don't think they should just get rid of Kang. Like I don't think just recast him, which it looks like there's some sources are saying just yeah. do that. I think what what's happening here is one they probably had a shit script, um, or they pro- and they are probably pivoting away from some of the stuff that they might have had in the plans because, quite frankly, I mean we've been through what, a phase and a couple movies now of Marvel and. If you just kind of went down the path you were going down, it's 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 already showed like no one's interested anymore in that. Yeah, did King work enough for them to you know keep him as the big? Yeah, I mean, you would just you would just be barreling towards something that no one there's no excitement for. So it looks like they might be pivoting away from that. I think it it makes sense to have the same director do both. Yeah, King like Dynasty that. and Secret Wars or whatever like they're going to call them, yeah. just because continuity like that would just seem to make sense. It worked for Infinity War and Endgame. Uh yeah, the, my big takeaway would be just don't pivot away just because Jonathan Majors might not be in the role. Just recast the guy or recast Kang. I, I think Kang is a really cool character. I liked him in the cartoon Earth's Mightiest Heroes. I think that's a there's a, there's some stuff to mine there. That being said, they also might have already blown it by having him lose to Ant Man. So yeah, maybe that's. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. there was also something too in Guardians where, um, I mean, not to the extent they did Kang, but. In Guardians, you know, Thanos sh- shows up and um, Ronan, like, talks down to him and just basically shuts him down. Oh, so yeah. they did, you know, they didn't really, like, have the best foot forward with Thanos either, and you can redo it. It's just, uh, you know, we'll see. So I got to the part in that book, uh, Reign of MCU. You still which reading it? I'm halfway through. It's Jesus just, Christ. It's, can you read it a little faster? I'm Stop watching all the, sh- the bullshit you watch and read the book. It's really good, too. It's a really good book. It reads really fast. And I just, it's hard to find It reads time. really fast. It's been three months since I you first know, bought the book. I know. You read the whole fucking thing. I got halfway <laughs> through. But I got to the point where Joss Whedon talks about the Thanos post credit scene and he yeah. kind of just slipped that in. Essentially, right. he wanted to give a reason for why Loki had this army, where it came from. He wanted to do a whole scene with Loki and Thanos giving him the Chitauri army, but then he just does that post credit scene, and they like they had no plans for Thanos at that point. He just kind of put it in there uh, as a throwaway thing, and it been he so you can still pivot and 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 uh, make someone more important or less important than they are. I think with the Russo brothers come back and Marcus and McFeely come back, then you're solid. They can fucking figure this out. If anybody's going to fucking figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Well, I do think... I like King, oh, but I don't know. If we get set into like a whole two movies of all variants where... There's you're just introducing like the Fantastic Four, like the the real deal Fantastic Four. And then you got variants of all the other guys. And then you got uh, the X-Men coming in here and they're coming in true to form. Like and then at the end of this, like Secret Wars, you want there to be a reunified like reestablished Marvel universe that has all of these heroes existing in the same reality. 
right? Is that what you want want to happen? That, that's what they did in the Secret Wars too. So they brought everything together into a one reality. I guess they brought Miles over. They brought you know everything. They, oh, yeah. You could do something similar where you bring the X Men. You bring over the things you liked from other realities. Well, look, look, I think Deadpool 3 is going to be important if they're doing this thing with the TVA and the X-Men. And what if one of the Avengers movies is like Avengers versus X-Men? And then you do Secret Wars or you do that afterwards. That could be exciting. Well, isn't Secret Wars about all of them fighting in the first place? Well, yeah. The first one is. Yeah. The second one is the second one is sort of like that, but yeah, it's like called Battle World. And- they're on Battle World and they got to fight. They fight bad guys in the second one. Well, there's like an army of Thors. Isn't there like an army of Thors? There is. Yeah, there's an army of Thors. There's a, a like a great wall and behind the wall is like Annihilus army and like Ultron. Like it's like all these like bad guys oh, are behind yeah. the wall. It's, there's that. some like interesting st- yeah. ideas in there. I mean, you can like do a lot of member berries with that shit. Like, <laughs> oh, remember, remember Ultron? <laughs> oh, here he is. Yeah. But like all the, all, remember all the bad guys that we killed well, for no yeah. reason. If you if they can bring back everybody from the original, all the new people and all the old villains that have ever been in any Marvel thing, and throw them all into one movie, and there's like seventy five fuckers in this movie, like that would be wild, and they'll probably try to attempt that. Because yeah, I think it. I mean, it would, those would all be cool things. The only the only issue is you got to make good movies leading up. That's I don't true. think they're gonna do it. I don't think they're going to even do that. I think that's what everybody wants, but they don't really usually deliver that type of stuff. We've been talking about them doing this shit for years. So, like, I mean, the, you'd think that Secret Wars would be the place they do it, right? Everything's yep. kind of chalked up for that, right? Yep, so, yep. but let's it's, see if they do it. It's still unclear who, like, the big villain is. Uh, listener, let us know what you think. You can join this conversation. Join our Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd nation nerd. uh there's a link in the episode description it is a closed group just to nerd out in join it it's lots of fun okay let's get to the other big fucking okay. marvel <laughs> news that broke apparently this is not confirmed but everybody is reporting slash film breaking the news first pedro pascal has going to be cast as reed richards in the Fantastic Four movie. What the oh, fuck? Shit. The fuck? I've gone back and forth on this all week. Uh, he is the internet's daddy. He's so many things. Do we need him as another thing? I don't know. Uh, you, well, tell us. What do you think? So at first, I was like, this is not who I would pick. This is a weird pick. I didn't think it was right. But this fucking guy is so good. He's such a good actor that he could actually pull it off. And if you get him clean shaven and kind of cleaned up, I can totally see him pulling this off. The rest of the rumored cast, and this is none of this is confirmed, but our fantastic forecast may be Vanessa Kirby as Sue Storm, Joseph Quinn from Stranger Things as Johnny Storm, uh, and Eben Boss Bacharach as The Thing. And then we'll get into, there's a bunch of rumors about who's going to play Galactus that have been changing. Pedro Pascal, of course, Game of Thrones, Mandalorian, The Last of Us. He's everything. Does he know him in 1984? Okay, that wasn't great. But then uh, Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent with Nick Cage. He was pretty great in that. Funny, yeah. This is where I flip-flop on the guy. Like, he could pull it. He's so good. I could kind of see him pulling himself. What do you think, Anthony? So to recap, it looks like, I mean, Deadline, all the big news outlets have reported this one. They have, I don't know if they've reported all those other ones. You might yeah. have to correct me on that, Imran. But this one's a lock. But this one they reported mm. as like circling, which means 
I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. It's some, it's, it reminds me of when Benedict Cumberpatch was leaked to be Doctor Strange and then never really was official, but it oh, was. Okay. Okay. Like, it, once, when it gets to those big news outlets, I think yeah. it's happening. Uh, I was looking at his age. He's 48. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean. He's Dal- old Imran. Yeah, he's a year <laughs> older. Yes. He's a year older than Imran? Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, that's, not, that's old. You're well, you got a lot of work to do. Uh, yeah, I, I like Pedro Pascal. He wouldn't have been. He was out of left field for me, but I think he's a really good actor. I like I've liked him in mostly everything I've seen. So I, I don't have a problem with casting good actors in certain roles. And I think this seems kind of similar to the mixed reaction Chris Evans got as Captain sure, America. Sure, a bunch, a bunch of these castings have gotten mixed reactions. And I don't even think this one is as crazy yeah. as that one was at the time. It's so not, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm about it, sure. How old was Robert Downey Jr. when he took on the mantle of Iron? Oh, 43. He, oh, he was 43, so not far He behind. was 43? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Rugs, what do you think? This is a big get for Marvel. He's a hot guy right now. Do you like this casting? Do I like it? Yeah, it's okay. It's not like terrible at all it's fine i think that he's gonna do a great job he's a good actor like i know he could become reed richards i know that i i wished it wasn't somebody that wasn't so overly used yeah yeah is he overexposed right now too much i just think he's been too many things in pop culture and like um that's fine like it just doesn't make it as special it just kind of makes it like he's just yeah, here's another one in uh, another notch in the belt there, but like, it's fine. I'll, he's good. He he'll do fine. Jeff Snyder said that Kevin Feige was like, I do not want four white people in, as the leads. Is is also one of the reasons. But isn't Pedro Pascal? What is it? What is well, it? Is it, is it Spanish? He's not Hollywood white. That's different. No. You know, wow. actual race and Hollywood race is, is two different things. Sometimes. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? He's considered a person of color, basically. It's, no, it's or, fine. I know. mean, he's he's paying. I mean, he he can play a white guy. Yes, he can actually. He's yeah. played Joel Miller. Yeah, it's yeah. about as white as it gets. Yeah. Well, actually, just actually in Last of Us, they I think they have him part Hispanic. Is Whatever. he in there? They explain. Yeah, because his I mean, brother yeah. is Hispanic. But they, you know, well, he, he's definitely he's definitely of you know, Spaniard, right, or something like that. He's uh, yeah. he's Chilean. Oh, he is Chile. Chilean. Yeah, yeah, he's Chilean. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. but he he looks. It's acting, right? He can play yeah, a white guy. Yeah, he yeah. looks. He, he, if he has him, yeah, he looks white. A I don't. I don't think there's a problem with him being Reed Richards at all. Yeah, yeah. I just. I, well, I don't, uh, the fact that he's like I, that. Kevin's I don't. <laughs> I don't want white people on the yeah. movie. I'm like, okay, I don't think that's really a, you reached it enough. Well, yeah, yeah <laughs> it, it just barely put yeah, a skim yeah. of something on there just to mix it up a little. Yeah, you know what? Also, the important thing about this cast, if you think of all of them, Kirby Quinn and Boss Macarac, uh, Bert Bacharach, and uh, Pedro Pascal, they're largely this is going to be an affordable cast. You're not going to have to shell out like a big number for one really? person. You don't think so? I, I think so. You don't think so. Pedro Pascal is a, a big name? Pedro may be the most, but I still don't think he's going to be as big as how Robert Downey Jr. is now what he would cost. Hmm. I think he's still like getting these roles. and I mean, he's doing a lot of TV. He is. Uh, so and also he's in Gladiator 2. He's going to have to film that first. He's got to do the last of us season two. And then Jesus. they get to shoot this fucking movie. So his schedule is very busy. 
Wow. Uh, for the uh, Galactus, He's be fifty-one years old when this movie comes by, out. Yeah, by that time, by the time we start shooting, wow. I think they got to give us an official announcement soon. Uh, Galactus uh, rumors uh, Javier Bardem, uh, but then also Mads Mikkelsen, Jason Clark, and Ralph Fiennes. Ray Fiennes. Oh, Mads would be the best Galactus. Mads would be a really good Galactus. Honestly. He was already in. Wasn't he already in something? Yes, he was in he Doctor was. Strange. But then you could play a Galactus and it'd be. It'd be all mocap. Different character, yeah. yeah. They uh, did that with, um, what's her face? Gemma Chan. Oh, yeah. She was two she different was things. In, she was in Captain Marvel yeah. and then she as a Kree, and then she was obviously in Eternals. Yeah. Yeah, what a waste of her as a Kree. What a waste to throw away. Uh, what do you think about those uh, Galactus? Wait, so those names you mentioned, are those Galactus or Doom? No. I know Javier Bardem is Javier Galactus. Bardem is Galactus. Oh, sorry. You're right. Javier Bardem is Galactus. Doctor Doom is Mads Mikkelsen, Jason Clark, and Ray Fiennes. Uh, Who's Jason Clark? Jason Clark, the guy from uh, Terminator, the latest Terminator Genesis. He's been in a lot of things. He was in oh, the big, the big face guy. Yeah, big face guy. He was an Oppenheimer. He's been in a lot of things. That's exactly absolutely yeah. right. You know Jason. He's got Clark. a huge face. He does. That's why he's great. <laughs> uh, that, but that is how you describe him. Absolutely, faced guy. So. Bart- He's like if someone took Michael Madsen and like put like a bike pump in his head and <laughs> pumped him up a little. <laughs> yes, like the guy, like he always looks like he's just been in a boxing match, right? A yeah. little bit. He's like always looks a little swallowed in the face. That's Jason Clark, absolutely. Okay, I think Javier Bardem for Galactus and like Mads Mikkelsen for Doom would be crazy, but Doom is probably going to be like a tiny like post credit scene or something. Mads Mikkelsen for Doom would be great. He's first of all the guy's fucking tall. Yeah, I like. He's very intimidating. Yeah, that'd be good. I don't mind man. But, but but he's gonna be in behind a mask most of the time, so it's all right. Right, that's true. Fiends is uh, isn't he uh, was he in Red Dragon? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. How old are these guys? These guys are old. (laughs) Wasn't he? Wasn't he like the fucking bad guy from Harry Potter? Oh yeah, he's fucking Voldemort. Yeah, Voldemort. Yeah. I guess if you're casting an old Pedro Pascal, isn't Doom and Reed like they knew each other growing up? Or is that oh, part yeah, of, they got to be a similar age. Yeah. It's one of many, you know. They don't have one of many, I yeah. guess. Yeah. I don't but like they would that be, they, know they would each be other. probably, they would at least probably be around the same age range, right? But Doom has, for some reason, got a boner for Sue Storm. Oh, really? So there's got to be a reason he's got a, maybe a boner for Sue Storm or something. Also, that's the other thing people are bringing up is the age difference between Vanessa Kirby and Pedro Pascal. Is that going to be weird? What, is she like a spring chicken? She's in her 30s. Is she? I don't think that's right. No? No. I think she's in her almost 40s. What? No. How old is Vanessa Kirby? I'm wrong. She's uh, 35. So she's 35 and he's 48? I guess right. that's not... That's not that big again. It's not too bad. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's Hollywood, baby. It, it sounds great. <laughs> As a single man yeah. that hopes to live to a 48, at least one day, from I wouldn't a, mind banging a 35 year old. From a 47 yeah, year old, that sounds all right. <laughs> sounds not too bad, actually. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, so yeah, that's all the Fantastic Four rumors. Who knows when we're going to hear something? Meanwhile, the Marvels uh, suffers oh, a historic 78% drop in the box office. Oh, shit. That's like the worst drop they've ever had. 
Uh, I think I can play this clip now. Thing I offered you a chance to be a cop, and you blew it. I kind of. It's appropriate. <laughs> so that's not doing well. And the estimate of how much it's going to finish, they might barely just make their production budget back on the second movie. Oh yeah, it's going to lose lots of money. That, yeah, it's going to. This is definitely not going to be making money. Unmitigated it's, disaster. That's really bad. It's really bad, but. See what happens moving forward. Speaking of moving forward, we have some trailers. Let's move into the trailer section of the show. I want to start with this trailer for What If Season 2 on Disney+. Plus. Um, the uh, notable thing about this series, they are Disney Plus is experimenting with their releases, right? Echo is going to come out all at once, five episodes, January 10th. Marvel Studio What If Season 2 premieres December 22nd and then drops one episode a day for the next nine days all across the holidays. It's different. It's very different. Uh, Anthony, you get a look at this. We kind of went over the titles of these and you see some of that happening in this trailer. What would you think of Season 2? Geek Boner, Floppy Jock? Uh, It looks fine. I mean, What If Season 1 was pretty mixed. I noticed that... uh, I don't know if they have all the big names doing all the voices in this one. I don't think they. I don't think they have all of them. They do have the, the Jeff Goldblum. I think I is there, that. Uh, and some other ones. But then clearly, like I don't think John Favreau is voicing Happy Hogan, right? And some of the other ones. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's some of these concepts looks look pretty decent. Oh, Annette Benning is voicing that lady from the first Captain Marvel movie in that one. Marvel. Oh, Marvel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she, so she's actually doing, which is. Yeah, I'm curious what um, if there's a through line on these stories or if it's disparate stories because there was a through line on the one yeah. last year. So yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really have a, a strong opinion on it to be honest. I I I mean, this looks sick. Actually, I kind of enjoy this. The animation looks even kind of even better than the first season. Uh, from some of the videos I watched, the through line may be that they are putting together another multiversal team to take down this version of Thanos that you see in these clips, possibly that hmm. uh, because, hmm. because the last episode is titled, what if strange Supreme intervened? And you kind of see that moment. Thanos is fighting Captain America from infinity war. I think strange Supreme somehow break comes out of that little bubble. He was in where he's watching Ultron and Killmonger fight and he intervenes to stop Thanos and something happens. Rugs, what about you? I'm excited to see Wen Wu and the Ten Rings and some shit because we want some more Shang-Chi and they're giving it to us in animated form. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff that's going to happen, but I'm excited for the show. It's going to be cool during the Christmas season to like yeah, pop a new episode every day. Yeah, it's kind of a fun release. Got something to watch, you know? It's a great, and I think I also think they like to clear these out before the next one, so they just don't want anything on before Echo to give it some space. It drops all at once, uh, but it is a very interesting. Uh, so wait, they did they drop it all at once the last time, or no, did they do piecemeal? It came out weekly, like all the other shows. Yeah, I, think I like this. This isn't even weekly. This is daily for nine days. New episode. I mean, these things are like 20 minutes long. So yeah, I, 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 like, yeah. I like the release too. nine. Yeah, it's interesting nine days. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to have things like what if Nebula joined the Nova Corps? What if Peter Quill attacked Earth's mightiest heroes? Uh, what if Happy Hogan saved Christmas, which you see a little bit at the end where they do the little diehard joke in the action, the diehard uh, copy movie jokes. It's kind of funny. Captain Carter, 
Captain Farter. Captain what Carter. What did you say? Captain Farter. <laughs> well, he's got he's caught the Hydra. Captain Farter is another version of this I need. I think he that's needs- a true. That's a real what if right there. Yes, it should be Spider Ham and Captain Farter take on Hydra. <laughs> Somebody make that slow happen. down, Imran. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Captain Carter is gonna. Oh, that Captain Carter fights the Hydra Stomper. I feel like that is a sequel to the Captain Carter shit from last season. You know where. That Steve spoilers that Steve Rogers falls off the train instead of Bucky. Like would that would mean he would get reprogrammed by the Russians and become the Winter Soldier and come after them? Maybe I don't know. But hmm. fun stuff. You see the sixteen oh two where they're like an old timey sixteen oh two clothes and they're using bow and arrow, bows and arrows and shit. So and then that Kahori. One is called Kahori Reshape the World. That's the one with all the Native Americans. This is a new character. I don't know what is going on here. But she's got like portaling power. So I'm intrigued. I like it. Jeffrey Wright as the watcher is fantastic also. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely like it's a light entertainment. It doesn't really have big impact on the rest of the Marvel. You could just kind of enjoy it for what it is. It's what Marvel needs right now. Just yeah. something we could enjoy for what it is. Okay, let's move on to the other part of Marvel, the part that is owned and mismanaged by Sony. Except somehow they can put out two amazing fucking animated movies and then just shit live action. This Madam Web movie is actually happening. I'm kind of surprised. Oh, shit. Didn't believe it at first. There's a trailer. They made it. It's coming. It's confusing. Uh, Anthony, let's yep. just get into it. I'll explain who these people are. They are all people from the 900 char- Spider-Man character Sony owns. But without be- your Spider-Man becomes very confusing. Yeah. Uh, what do you think this movie is about? <laughs> what did you think about this trailer? Oh, man. Um, forgot that this movie was being made. Forgot that. Dakota Fanning was the lead. Dakota Johnson. I Dakota got that. Johnson. I get that Excuse wrong me. also. Yeah. Okay. Dakota Johnson, Dakota Fanning, whatever. <laughs> South Dakota, okay. North Dakota, whatever, whatever you want. White girl names. Um, am I right? I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I watched the trailer. Yeah. And uh, I guess what can she like see the future? That's what it is. Yeah. She can see the fucking future. She, she, okay. she, it's like she, I, I looked up looked her up after the the trailer and I was like yeah. oh she's a fucking old woman in the well comments. that's her this is her young apparently oh okay but it's the same person um, yeah I mean this might be the worst of the bunch <laughs> where's for the Sony Mor- where's the Morbius might be I mean who what the fuck I mean look <laughs> at the who is this villain I mean what 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 am I looking at I can explain that too this is why like what is going yeah. on with this why is it yeah it was question. awful it was awful I don't I mean the trailer was whatever, but it's just a terrible. It's it's dead on arrival. Uh, can I just play for you the best line that's ever been spoken in any trailer in any movie that you're going to hear in this movie? A line that has been memed to death already. I think, you know, he was in the Amazon with my mom when she was researching spiders right before she died. That is just what? What is that? What the <laughs> exposition of a guy we haven't met in a horrible delivery and just like cut in was that necessary that line have you seen the memes about that line anthony all over no, the I internet haven't. no i haven't you haven't it was like the same thing remember when godzilla versus kong was coming out and he's like 
Godzilla's hurting people. We need to find out why. <laughs> he was it's with like, my mom in the Amazon when she was researching spiders before she died. Really? Uh, yeah, this looks bad. This looks tells you everything you need to know. It look, I mean, it looks like like CW type yeah. stuff. I mean, yeah. what is this? It looks like a direct-to-video thing with a confusing dark Spider-Man. What the fuck? It's, it's like... Um, Sony saw Marvel put out Ant Man Quantumania and Captain Marvel, yeah. the Marvels too, and went, yeah. Oh, bitch, hold my drink. Yeah. They're like, You think you're putting up bad movies? Hold this beer. Yeah. I got all women. We, and we, 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 got, we got some for you. <laughs> I got diversity. I got to say this, though. They got the girls are at least looking hot. So uh, yeah. that, that's yeah. a step so, in the right okay. direction. In the, and, it, and isn't one of them Spider Woman? Yes. Yeah, so in, all of them are Spider Woman. All of them. Here's the thing. Uh, Dakota Johnson plays Cassandra Webb, who is Madam Webb from the comics. Sydney Sweeney plays Julia Carpenter, who has been a Spider Woman in the comics. Uh, Isabella Merced plays Anya Corzone, who is also known as Aranya and also has been a Spider Girl in the comics. And Celeste O'Connor is playing Maddie Franklin, who has also been a Spider Woman in oh, the so comics. No, but none of these are Jessica Drew. No, no Jessica Drew, which is kind of interesting. You have now here's where it gets weird. Emma Roberts is playing a character called named Mary Parker, and Adam Scott that you see in the trailer is playing Ben Parker. This is a young Uncle Ben, I believe, and Peter Parker's mom, Mary. Now, we see this time bending stuff. We see them mention like he's trying to change the past. Uh Ezekiel is the bad guy and he does not in the in the con it's so confusing in the comics ezekiel with this guy who got spider-man powers through like a ritualistic method and instead of like being a superhero he became like a corporate bigwig he ran a corporation he got rich he sees spider-man he tracks him down after many years of just studying him and ezekiel goes to spider-man and tells him that there is this spider totem uh that and you the 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 spider that bit you was always supposed to bite you it was your fate. It wasn't, you know, how Spider-Man, because it was kind of controversial because, you know, how Spider-Man's like any kid could be Spider-Man. It could have it could have been anyone. Yeah. Uh, Ezekiel tells Peter, no, it was supposed to be you. And anyways, but he just wears a suit and a just like a blazer and a shirt doesn't have a costume. I don't understand what's happening. Anyways, all this to say it's possible in this movie. This Ezekiel is trying to stop Peter Parker from ever being born. I don't know. It's confusing. But yeah, this is bad. This is bad. Yeah, Coming out, it's just really, just really bad. These are really bad ideas. Yeah, didn't like Spider Man get like crazy powers after that? And the other with Morlun. Oh yeah, then he had to fight the vampire dude. Yes, Morlun was it, part of it. And wasn't like, but wasn't like uh, Ezekiel the guy who was basically telling him that Morlun was coming. He was gonna. He was. He was hunting Ma all the spider totems. All the totems. spider totems. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, there's always been this thing about animal totems in Spider-Man, right? All his bad guys are kind of based off animals. So this is uh, created by J. Michael Straczynski, John Arita Jr., the original Ezekiel. So part of me this is bad, but I'm, like, intrigued about, like, if this is time travel or she can see the future or what the fuck. You briefly do see, like, the black and white costume. You see them in costume. The, th the only saving grace about... Like this, like because they're pulling from like the downfall of Spider Man, right? Like like, like the last throws of Spider Man before it went to shit was like one more day and right. a lot of other stuff, right? 
And like, this was like the only saving grace in this story is it was like, like it was pretty fucking violent. Like Spider-Man and Morlin were going at it. There was a lot of shit, a lot of revelations. Spider-Man got new powers. If you don't have Spider-Man in there, what do you got? I don't know. And you're trying to tell the story with, with fucking Ezekiel and what it, maybe it's like a precursor to Spider-Man finally being allowed to play in, in the Sony camp again. I don't know. It's just one of those things that Spider-Man being absent, really, you're really going to feel it. All these characters that are existing without Spider-Man's. They got Ben Parker, Mary Parker. Yeah, Uncle Young. It's Uncle just ben. so weird. It takes place in the 2000s. Who, um, Ezekiel is the bad guy in this? I guess. Yeah. yeah. Why is he wearing a Spider-Man costume? I don't know because he's like a spider totem. Well, he's got spider powers too. He's going to have oh. spider powers from some spider. But the way they explain this is that his mother was in the Amazon researching spiders <sighs> before she died. <laughs> like, that's how they get to the spider finally. I heard another rumor that the next Spider-Man movie may be the one where they combine, where they get him into the Sony universe. But I think they should just have another adult Spider-Man that they can do Spider-Man stories here at Sony. And then Tom Holland Spider-Man is over here. If you can have two Batmans, why can't you have have two two fucking Spider-Man? Two different universes. Whether whoever, Andrew Garfield, whoever, new person, doesn't matter. Yeah, these Sony movies are bad. What a mess. And they're making Venom 3. They're making Venom 3? Wow. Oh, yeah. That's in production right now. When is Craven coming out? Craven comes out next year. Let's not forget about that. He was, and it's all the same thing. He was bit by a lion, and now he has lion powers. <laughs> same thing with Morbius. Same thing. It's all the same shit over and over again. When is this supposed to come out? Craven will come out August 30th, 2024. Oh, and Madam Web is coming out Valentine's Day 2024. Before oh, Craven? Oh, wow. shit. In February, not far off. Take a date to see that movie. Holy shit, I'll be there to see this train wreck. Happy Valentine's Day. Whatever it is. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the next trailer. Let's move over to the DC. We're getting, we got another trailer for the last DC EU old regime movie, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. This is the tickets are on sale trailer. So everybody get some tickets. Uh, Anthony, what'd you think of this one? We got some new footage, new different tone. Yeah, it, look, it looks like it's like in line with what we would expect from this movie. It's still very colorful, very um, a lot going on, a lot of visual eye candy. Um, Black Manta wants to just take down Aquaman, and he got some sort. Of, he made a deal. It looks like he made a deal with the devil. Got some yeah, power, green thing, and you know. Probably that power corrupted him. You know, similar shit to you see and everything. Um, curious. They have they played up Aquaman having a son, but we don't see oh. any Mira. There's no Mira. He's talking to that baby, and I'm going to say this. Don't get too attached to that baby. They kind of hint at it at the trailer, right? Mm. The last of the bloodline. That's yeah. what Black Manta wants. You know, I, I think I, we've, we've talked about this movie. I think there's a lot of stuff out there that the movie has not tested well. It's been a mess. Um, they killed the baby. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, they might have to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Throw the baby this. out. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a lame duck movie. You know, we'll, I guess I, I, I don't think that it can do any worse than the Marvels, though, can it? So that's funny you say that because I watched this, dude. There's creatures. It's epic. There's this crazy action. There's octopus ships. And I was like, this looks like it's better than the Marvels already. The second trailer looks like it's going to just throw everything at there. But is there singing there i don't know is there octopus play there was an octopus playing the drums in the first one i want to see more 
There's going to be like an underwater reggae band. It's going to be better. Corey, Little Mermaid. Is it going to be cats eating people? The Little Mermaid will be there with Sebastian. Probably. Mm. I don't know. There's crabs. He's riding a seahorse. There's all this crazy shit in this fucking trailer. No mirror at all. It's hilarious. But I'm kind of, this gave me a little more geek boner to like just, it looks like a fun ride, right? It looks like it's going to be It looks like a big movie. Yeah. It looks like a big blockbuster film. Absolutely. It looks like they put a lot of money into it. Uh, I don't see any egregious like CG on people's faces, which is that's usually a dead giveaway with the movie's bad. <laughs> like, like I mean, uh, in that aspect, like that usually pulls you right out. But um, you know, Black Manta looks pretty cool. Black Manta looks sick, dude. That fucking suit and the trident and yeah, all these monsters. So they're doing a lot here. Uh, we'll see. December 22nd. Oh, you know, Nicole Kidman's got a bun in the oven, and that's what I heard. Oh, really? Is that true? Yeah. Who's she with now? Not Tom Cruise. That was a long time no, ago. No, with that dude, that fucking country dude. Not Blake Shelton. He's married to Gwen Stefani. Who's Nicole know, Kidman dating? Is that what we're asking? Yeah. I have no idea. Is she pregnant? We don't know. You get, I don't know. That's pregnant? what I heard. I don't mind. It might not be true. She's like got to be in her 60s, right? I don't think <laughs> is that possible. She's like, she's in her like late 50s. Still seems very uh, unlikely. These days, I don't know. Jan Jackson had kids when she was 50. I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe she's not having it and someone else is doing mm. These days, anything is possible with money. Yeah. You get a great um, Momoa. Yeah. Also in this trailer. <laughs> Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jason Momoa hosted. As- oh, they're adopting a baby. Sorry. Oh, they're adopting. That explains it. Uh, Mo- yeah. Momoa hosted this week's Saturday Night Live, which I found mostly unfunny. Except for one thing. Except for one sketch, which dealt with that uh, that men think about the Roman Empire all the time. It's all they think about. They just did the whole thing about it. It was kind of fun. I loved it because there, there's two parts in it where where they cut to like, look what you're doing to your son. And the son's like, you got him thinking about Rome. And he's like, no, I'm thinking about dinosaurs. <laughs> yes. Kids think about dinosaurs. Women think about, what was it? Uh, astrology. Astrology. And men just think about Rome all the time. Yeah. <laughs> It was kind of funny. One sketch was literally just him with his shirt off, making fun of another guy who's not as skinny with his shirt off. Like, that was it. Oh, really? Yeah, it wasn't that good. It wasn't good. I didn't think it was that good. Uh, Finishing up uh, this. Also, that trailer posted today. This bit of news also just posted today. Apparently, James Gunn has found his Lex Luthor for Superman Legacy, and it's going to be Nicholas Holt. Okay. Oh, that's, that's not bad. I don't think that's a bad casting. No, he's good. And I can see he's him. a tall drink of British dude. I could see him bald. Is he British and villainous. Yeah, uh, he's an English actor. Yes, oh, he is. Yeah. Yes, he is. I saw him when he was a young boy in Skins. He was the Beast. He was the Beast yeah. in Days of Future Past. He was that. Right. Uh, he was in Mad Max Fury Road. Remember, he got yeah. sprayed with the silver. Witness me. Yeah, he was great. He was fucking crazy in that movie. Switching sides. Actor. Yeah, I like yeah. I, I don't. I think him is uh, a younger. Well, he's not young anymore. He's thirty three. Yeah, middle age. Look, that's not even middle age. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. That's As Lex Luthor, yes, is good. Yeah, they, bald head better than too. Jesse Eisenberg. Absolutely better casting already than Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, he's great in the menu. He's just in Renfield with Nicolas Cage. He's good. So thumbs up. Aside from Dark Phoenix, woof. It's not his fault. No, that's. <laughs> All right, that's it for the news. Let's take a break. We'll play some promos. We're going to come back and talk about Godzilla and Kaiju's 
on TV (laughs) right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey there, everyone. Brian here, host of TV Trivia Pod. It's a trivia-style podcast focusing on TV and movies. Listen in for questions like, what's the name of Michael Scott's screenplay? What do you say to view the Marauder's map? And what's everyone eating in the post-credit scene of Avengers? Play along to TV Trivia Pod anywhere you get podcasts. And stay tuned for more trivia! What's up? This is Brian, and I'm the host of Citizens of Pawnee, a Parks and Recreation podcast. That's right, a podcast dedicated to my favorite TV show, Parks and Rec. Every week I discuss my favorite things about the show, which include character breakdowns, episode rewatches, and other random facts and tidbits about the show. You can find me on Instagram at Citizens of Pawnee Podcast and listen wherever you get your podcast now. You will literally love it. Listener, if you enjoy the show, make sure you join our Patreon fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jock and Nerd. And you can give back to the show, support the show on a monthly or annual basis, and you get stuff like access to an exclusive podcast feed where the shows come out early. There is bonus content there. Hours more stuff that's never come out on the main feed lives on that additional exclusive feed. You can hang out with us monthly on our Discord. We just had one last week. It was lots of fun. It's great seeing everybody. The next one will be Thursday, December 14th, 8 p.m. Put it in your books. Uh, and you can pick any movie you want for us to review. Watch and review just for you. There's a t-shirt tier. A lot of fun stuff over there. Check it out. Jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Okay. This week, let's get to the review this week. Uh, we are going to be reviewing the first two episodes of the Apple TV Plus show, Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Here's your spoiler alert. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Uh, the show created uh, by Chris Black and developed by Chris Black and Matt Fraction for Apple TV+. Plus. That Matt Fraction, the comic book Matt Fraction. Wow. Yeah. Uh, these first two episodes also directed by Matt Shankman, who uh, did WandaVision. And he's so, doing uh, the movie we talked about earlier, Fantastic and Four. And he's directing Fantastic Four. That is correct. Uh, I, I'm rotten tomatoes. I want to see what the right now on the tomato meter, uh, the show's sitting at 85%. Not bad. Critics, 7.5 out of 10, 90% audience rating. And uh, we'll get into the cast as we get into the show. But the big, of course, get here is Kurt Russell and his son, Wyatt Russell, the punchable Captain America from that one show. Oh, yeah, the U.S. agent. We all wanted to punch him in Captain America, the Winter Soldier. <laughs> I don't know why. Just has that face. Does he live? Is he more than just a punchable face? Uh, we'll find out. Anthony. Yes. Uh, you just watched these two episodes. How I does, did. What happens? How does this show start out? When does it take place? What is happening? Oh, it takes place over a lot of time. Um, it's jumping right now between... A little bit after uh, the inf- incident in San Francisco, so 2015. Yeah. And also jumping back to the 50s a little bit. Yeah. Um, premise here is this uh, Japanese-American girl lost her dad um, shortly around after Godzilla attacked San Francisco. She, did. she goes. She goes back to Japan to 
clean up his affairs, has some keys to his place, and finds out that there's a much deeper mystery here with him having another wife, another kid, what? potentially being tied into Monarch, and they're informing us of the secret history of Monarch, while Monarch also tries to catch these people that are trying to figure out what happened with their dad and how he's tied into Monarch. There's Files, there's John Goodman. Uh, there's Files, there's John Goodman. That's that's what you follow there's up There's two, uh, I mean, they're telling two stories, right? Kind of at the same time. One in the 50s of uh, John Goodman, young John Goodman and Lee Shaw. That, it took me, it, I had to read on the internet that that was a young John Goodman. Yeah, that John guy Man, from Anders Holm from uh, Workaholics. He was hilarious in Workaholics. He's playing young Bill Randa. Yeah, so in like in like maybe like twenty years, he's gonna look like John Goodman. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, I don't know if it, that timing works out because then you got Lee Shaw, and in the same amount of time, he looks like Kurt Russell. I don't know. I guess that kind of works. Uh, but in the past, the, we're showing you how Kate, the girl, the the girl from twenty fifteen, her grandparents and Kintaro, how they meet and how they're investigating radiation and things all over in the Philippines. So it's an interesting par- double storyline. Uh, what did you think? You guys are the Godzilla guys. Well, this was a big, big event. Lots of money. Big production. How did these first two episodes hit you, Anthony? Uh, yeah, like you mentioned earlier, I just watched these. Um, I, I like them. I, I like them. I, um, I think I, I like the idea of there being this mystery that's unwi- unwinding and it going through different time periods and there being, um, monarch you know the shadow organization that maybe there is more to it i i the the thing that always is tough with godzilla shit in general is like no one gives a fuck about the human characters right so this is putting the human characters in this mystery up front which i think a a good solid mystery is always a good crutch to rely on and putting the monsters in the background and so far, I like it. To be honest, I I thought the uh, first scene of the the show was a good tone setter with the. I like the John Goodman opening. Well, yeah, and the spider fighting a crab. That was great. We've seen that spider before in Skull Island. We have, we have, yeah. And there's some good. I like the perspective of it being from completely from the human side. Like we see the horrors of oh, these monsters. It. You know, you see the the bus with the kids fall yeah. through because oh. of Godzilla. Yeah. You see the the grandma at the end of the first episode as a young child getting devoured by moot like it's yeah. it's a much more dark brutal show it's leaning more into the godzilla 2014 rather than the godzilla versus kong or kong versus godzilla um vibe so if you you know if you're not a fi- fan of the the wackiness it doesn't seem to be leaning into that as much so then you got fucking kurt russell on a godzilla show so yeah, right i like it all right. Yeah, no, I love the world building also, like how he's treated as like a for a nature event, like a tornado, right? There's like Godzilla evacuation routes and evacuation centers and drills and conspiracies that like San Francisco never happened. Rugs, what'd you think watching these two episodes? I um I liked a lot of aspects of it. It was I think it's solid. It uh all the actors are doing a good job, the direction's good. There is a feeling of like suspense and wanting to know more. I wasn't like, oh, I'm not going to wa- I feel like I'm going to finish this whole thing. I'm excited about it. Uh, this is their way of unraveling the mystery of Monarch 
and uh, maybe shedding some light on where these Titans are and what they're doing with them. And not only that, but putting a more serious tone to this monster verse, which was pretty wacky and outlandish. And if they could kind of fill in a lot of the gaps that the uh, Godzilla versus Kong kind of just like leapt over and maybe make some of the stuff that was uh, suggested at the end of King of the Monsters make sense with the radiation and these groups that want to free the monsters right. and all that stuff. They can do a lot of heavy lifting here. Um, so, yeah, I just my only fear is that they're going to kind of slowly reveal everything. And um, I, I hopefully there's a there's a some kind of a payoff at the end of this. So, but I, I am interested in to see what they reveal. If there's anything like unexpected or anything that's kind of like, whoa, like this is cool. Like I wasn't expecting this or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I kind of know what I've watched all the movies. So I know what's going to happen. The timeline is interesting because now they're filling in the holes before Kong Skull Island and in between Godzilla 2014 and King of the Monsters. So they could make that movie make be more impactful. Yeah, I do think that like they kind of like it's saying Godzilla versus Kong. They talked about that. They discovered the fucking hollow earth. Right. And they kind of just gloss over and it. We're getting hints of that already in this one, I think, because I have a bunch of questions. And then you get the acceleration of technology. So when you ride through Japan in this uh, one, they got these giant fucking missile things oh, everywhere. Yeah, ready. So. You can tell that something like this is going to like just like the moon, like the race to the moon, because like everybody's on full steam to like fucking. At this point, they don't know do where Godzilla is. Right after 2014, he just kind of fucks off and heads uh, east, west. He heads west. We were in California, yeah, Pacific Francisco. Ocean. So they don't know where he is. So they got to be ready. I, you know what? I thought they both episodes gave you just enough monster action and mm-hmm. like the best human characters we possibly had. In any of these monsterverse yes. movies so far, like they, since Cranston, yeah. yeah, since the Brian the, Cranston, there's a good. I mean, the the Kate, I, I kind yeah. of sometimes I, I think she's a good looking chick. Yeah, Anna Sawai, and, and that yeah. is really how you value women. Yeah. So we'll stay with that. <laughs> but number cute, two, though, yes, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, number two, uh, I find her character sometimes be a little off putting, but sometimes I like her. Yeah, I feel like it doesn't make sense for her to like. She's kind of a bitch in the beginning. Yeah, like she like she like barges into this person's house and then yeah. like doesn't understand why they'd be like, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> yeah, just tell them what. Uh, or then like she does like gives them no information yeah. on like their dad. Like they just she just drops a bombshell on them and yeah. then like has got to go. I got to go. Um, and then she could then speak. Some, ja- she could speak Japanese the whole time, so she does. What yeah, it's just like what, what, yeah. why are you, why are you acting like that? But yeah. still, overall, I do like the characters. Like Rug said, um, more than than normal for a Godzilla stuff. And I like I like the flashbacks to those characters. I like the young Kurt Russell, aka Wyatt Russell. Yeah, he's good at he's role. good in this. Yeah, there's. I feel like that's the strongest part of the show. Yeah, is when you're going back yes, in time. I was going to ask which storyline are is is getting you more. I'm a little more interested in the 1950s storyline after these two episodes. Well, that one they're like figuring out that there's monsters. Whereas yeah. this this modern storyline is like, what does the dad have to do with it? 
Yeah. So and is he alive? Which yeah, he probably dad's is. Dad's definitely alive. That's the real mystery. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Is the, is the dad alive? But Roshi Randa. We've alive. never met him in anything, right? This is like a new character. Yeah, he's never. This is new. This is all. So, new. Ho- hopefully, um, go ahead, Rugs. Rugs, sorry, Imran. No, no. Uh, I think. The dad, we are going to find out where the dad is. And even the grandmother, you know, at the end of the first episode, we see they find the eggs and those little bugs come out and she seemingly gets eaten by those bugs. Is she dead? Maybe, maybe not. Um, the mystery of the, the Lawton, the USS Lawton, the World War II ship that's just in the middle of a valley. How the fuck that ship get there? Uh, and I think it all ties to the tunnels, the tunnels connecting hollow earth in the ground. Yeah, maybe. I think. I think. Yeah. The 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 most. I think the the flashback scenes are really good. I think the the thing that's going to make the show something more is like. Although the flashbacks are good, we know what Monarch is. It's right. a shadowy organization that's known about Godzilla and all these titans. But if there's a good payoff to what the dad is doing, and if what if the flashbacks further enhance what we find out with the dad, then right. They'll have something. It's you know, it's it's two episodes in, so I like it so far. It's built on mystery. You just got to be able to pay that off, right? That was my question too: is how are these two storylines going to impact each other? So it's sometimes it's a little confusing trying to remember whose fucking grandfather is who and who's related to what when they're doing this. But well, it's it's gonna it it a good writer will have a payoff that we couldn't see coming until oh, it ends. Yeah. And then we like, Oh, the crumbs were all there. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And how, you know, the character of May, Kiersey Clemens is kind of fun too. How does she fit into all this? But seeing Kurt Russell was great. And he's all in some monarch nursing home prison. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, go get out of here. He I heard a rumor up. that it's a ruse. Like Kurt Russell, like, he's trying to draw them out. Oh, and yeah. And cause he wants to go find the dad for his own reasons. Oh, oh that's, be a, nice that's a theory. That's a theory that's out there. But um, because well, the minute those kids show up, he's like right on board. Yeah, and he does weird things where he's like, "Let's go outside." He doesn't want to talk in front of the cameras, but there's cameras everywhere. And uh, yeah, like he knew they were gonna come and find him. I love. I think that Kintaro's mom also knows more than she's letting on. She kind of helped them escape and sent them towards Lee Shaw. They did mention alien shit really briefly, and then they just kind of, yes. kind of like hand waved it that away. That was in the fifties when Keiko was talking to Bill, because uh, he, uh, yeah, he says he coined the term mudo, which I don't think we they ever dis- addressed. Like, who came up with that term? That's kind of interesting. And she's like, "Oh, you think they're terrestrial, not space aliens?" But there was yep. a space alien. Yep, there was That's King true. Ghidorah is yeah. a space alien. Yeah, so no, I think w- it's I think it's good. I think it's I think it's a, a good start. I'm curious, Rugs, you're more plugged into the fandom than I am, especially since I just watched it today. But uh, are people liking this? I think the people that are open to Legendary are liking it. Okay. I think the people that are on board with Legendary are are, are into it. Um, I think the people that are kind of uh, purists or whatever you want to call them are probably shitting all over this. Mm. Um, you know, the main reason is it's like it further confirms that Godzilla has see one of the sticking points of like a Godzilla purist is that Godzilla is tied to nuclear some kind of nuclear disaster mm-hmm. 
and it is like a result of of a nuclear disaster that he is powerful and and angry with humanity or whatever and this this tries to make Godzilla into a, an animal a hero and it, it, it virtually the bombs have nothing to do with Godzilla other than to like he's annoy a, him. He's a force of nature. Yeah, and like it more to do with the mutos than anything else. Right. Yeah. They feast on the, the bombs. Yeah. So um I think that they're not I don't think they're if they somehow retcon that in this show, I mean maybe it could be an interesting thing to get some of those fans back. I don't think they're gonna do that. If you look at the t- the timeline that that's there, like there's no mention there's because the the uh, boat gets attacked. The Lawton gets attacked in 1943, and the bombs don't go off until 45. I mean, there could be oh. if they do say that he was just a sea monster at that point, yeah, and not Godzilla as we know it. Uh, there is a rumor that, like, uh, you know, but they, but then they've already uh, addressed this in the comics. That we, I don't know if the comics are canon, but there was a. Godzilla called Dagon that was ancient and they, even in the cave paintings there's ancient Godzillas so yeah it, it has nothing to do with the nuclear shit so that's like turns off a lot of fans I remember really. in the first one they were saying that when they were testing the atom bombs in the like 40s and 50s in the ocean that they weren't actually testing them they were trying to kill Godzilla yeah um, but yeah yeah you're right you're right I don't know if there yeah I don't think there was a tie to him being a nuclear enhanced nuclear beast yeah, he was yeah. always existed the only he there's radiation involved because of the at the period all of these monsters existed. There was a high level of radiation on the on the planet. Oh right, right. So I forgot what the name of the period was. Also, what's all that blue goo? Wasn't there like a blue rock? Meth- blue rocks, no, yeah, methanite or something. Oh, that was with the this dragon thing. At the yeah, end. in the ship, which it was really creepy. That was a great scene, and that fucking that's a new. I believe that's a new creature, a new kaiju that uh, they made for the show. But how did yeah. how did that ship get there? I think either King Ghidorah picked it up and dropped it there. Rodan, or any of those could it have been dragged things. through these hollow earth tunnels from? It it, could have, could have. Yeah, it went well, down. I don't know. I don't know. The um, I did read online unless they ponied up some money for the remainder of these episodes that. With their current agreement with Toho, you know, they got to pay to use these characters. Oh. So I don't know if we're going to see many of the old school Godzilla. It's going to, I might, we might just be seeing new. They got to make new ones. Kai, uh, yeah, Kaiju. Okay. Yeah, or something to that effect. Yeah. Like some, some big monster that they have um, could have carried it there. Right. I mean, you know, in the first one, they give you the great shot from the 2014 movie from the ground level on the bridge and like that's enough to keep you going but i'm down to see some new creatures that's okay it is especially since it's in the 50s uh well it doesn't i mean it's we we talked about this i think i talked about this when we, this was announced i was like how do you make a show hmm. about kaiju on tv because it's gonna cost a lot and we've already see what they're doing it's not really about the kaiju no it's about, about yeah. the, the kaiju are like part of the story but it's like superfluous to what the the real it's the mystery it's like x-files kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. instead of like you know aliens and shit they're looking at for kaiju right and they just give you i don't know if every episode will get a little bit of something uh but there's 10 episodes well we know we know that there's like a scene with godzilla in a desert oh we know there that is there's another scene Ooh, okay the there is another scene where they're in the arctic with some monster with tentacles on his face oh right 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 they do so there's yeah. at least two yeah two monster scenes 
uh, I don't think the kaiju that's in the Arctic is big enough to be a threat to God. There's, it's kind of like one of the smaller ones. It's not like a 300 foot one. It's more like a like a 30 foot kaiju or something like that. So it's not on the same level as Godzilla. You know what I mean? So now, there's a lot of Easter eggs in this show and all the maps and all the locations and where all the Titans are in the Earth. Uh, but I would think Godzilla fans would be I can think it's kind of crazy that there is a prestige Godzilla yeah. TV show on right now. Did you ever? It's think a win. It's definitely a win. One hundred percent. Yeah, that, that that would be my. I, I haven't looked at the fandom, what they've said lately, but that would be my thing. It's like, guys, this was a character that was on. Um, what was that fucking Sven Gulli? Yeah, you know, like back in the day, and now you have Kurt Russell. 80s cult hero on an Apple TV Plus in a Godzilla show. Yeah, Jack like, Burton on. and Godzilla. What more do you want? Right. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, it, you know, this, we've come a long way, guys. Yeah. We've come a long way. Well, yeah, now he's a cultural icon. Right. Yeah. I think that his visibility this, is so much. And, and you're getting this, and you know what? If you don't like it, minus one is out. Like, you're getting both. It's a amazing, like, so much great Godzilla content. This really got me excited for minus one. I, mean, I don't one. know if it's great, but it, 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 there's more content than you've ever you more content than you've ever had before in your life yeah godzilla fans are eating eating well but i bought my tickets to minus one it's coming out december 1st you can see it november 30th but now i'm excited to see that retelling of the nuclear bomb you know from the 40s godzilla story and uh that movie looks sick uh and i was surprised it was playing down the street at the amc there was only two showings they're only showing it twice in a day but I'm surprised. You're talking about minus one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want to know if they're going to play it with captions or subtitles. Yeah, so minus one drops December 1st for all of you guys out there that yeah. want to go see it. I think it's like a fan event. You can probably see it the day earlier. We'll be reviewing that. I can't wait for that. And we will totally be reviewing yeah. it. And I'm going to see it very soon. So I'm super excited. Bilotti, at this very moment as we record this podcast. He's, 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 watching, he's seeing it right now, huh? Yeah, Man. he is. He's wearing three pairs of pants to hold the jizz that he's going to shoot out of his pants. Yeah. I was going to say, he, he the whole day leading up to the show, anywhere he was going, he was just cartwheeling. Just, so he just starts cartwheeling all day until he gets into the theater. He's, just, yeah. he's convulsing. His eyes have rolled back into his head. Just constant vibration. There's going to be so much artwork coming out of his pants. Just spewing ink <laughs> pixels. Oh, all the pixels. Baladi, John, send us an audio review or something. When you see it, I want to know right away. No spoilers, spoiler though. Spoiler free, spoilers. yes. Make it spoiler free and That's send That's part it. of the reason I've been avoiding any Godzilla discourse mm, when it comes to mm. even the show is I just yeah. don't want to see something that I shouldn't have seen. Yeah. Because inevitably, it's all going to get mixed together. And, you know, that's going to come, and we will still be able to enjoy the show, Monarch Legacy of Monsters, coming out every Wednesday. There are 10 episodes that will take us into January, the second week in January. Yeah, I mean so, Apple TV Plus is known for making some pretty good shit. So quality stuff. Look, they got this was something they decided they wanted to be a part of. So with that in mind, I'm I'm sure, it, I'm sure it's it, it's at least at the very least it's decent. Yeah, there's clearly like the production and the budget, everything is right. top notch. It's like HBO level. Yeah, there's nothing that seems like it's silly. It just look it's very grounded. Bit, look, the biggest thing that it could do wrong is be boring. Yeah, right. And like that—that's like base. I don't see it like being silly or dumb or just ridiculously bad. I think it's just going to be—it'll be well acted, well shot, but like you know, ultimately might not be an action-packed adventure. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that as long as it treats the material properly and helps the MonsterVerse uh, at large, like be a better MonsterVerse and maybe allow for some introductions, some, some cool monsters that we, we could want to see in the future, maybe in maybe a second season of a show. Like th- those are all things that could happen if people like it. So. Yeah, the, and, uh, the mystery if, is if solid. It does what it's supposed to do. It's uh, and it's definitely got me hooked. I say new episodes every Fridays. Did I say Wednesdays? I don't know what I'm Fridays? saying. Fridays. Wednesdays is invincible. What? No, that's like Thursdays. Wednesdays oh, is something else. I forget. There's too much shit coming out. Invincible is like on Thursday slash Friday. Uh, and then this is good stuff. All right, good stuff. Let's finish up with some. Oh wait, we got news from the nation. <laughs> It's what am I doing? News from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. I just, I got one comment from uh, the Monarch spoiler one? thread. Yeah, okay. that I put in the group about uh, Monarchs out. Watch it. It's from Nick Shev. Of oh, course. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know if he left this comment before or after he watched the show. Whatever. I'm going to read it. He says, I would really love for the MonsterVerse to explain how radiation and these radioactive creatures work in this universe. Give us a 10-minute crash course so we know the stakes and what the hell is going on instead of treating the stuff like the Force. This franchise seems to be obsessed with focusing on very basic level family drama and not the Titans. I hope the series changes that, but it's not looking hopeful. Well... The word radiation is very general. Yeah. Right. We tend to put a negative connotation on it, but literally anything that it's has every, energy radiates. Yeah, yeah. So it's if this if we're talking about the classic version of like nuclear radiation, if it's specifically nuclear fallout and all that stuff like that, uh okay, that's one thing. But the sun is radiating energy. The and Obviously helps plants grow and fucking does good things. You can't live without the sun's radiation. So I feel like these creatures are either absorbing and transforming radiation into maybe taking the nuclear elements nuclear out of it isotopes. and redistribute. Yeah, maybe redistributing the the radiation in a in, in a different way. I don't know because they seem like the, the they were talking about their Geiger counters, like dropping Drop. the radiation drops. Right. So maybe the but absorbing they, it. Well, the A for atom bomb. The A for atom bomb stays stands for um, appetizer is what he says. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what, what yeah. Wyatt Russell. Yeah. yeah, I love Imran's contribution there. Imran just goes nuclear <laughs> isotopes. No, but you can track like them. as if as if you fucking you know what the hell eating, you're talking that's about. That's what they were following the nuclear isotopes, and you can track them with the trailer radiation. But then I liked how they were like, oh, there's no radiation here because they ate all the radiation. But they leave a trail of radiation. So which one is it? I don't know. What I would say to Nick is you're not going to get what you're asking for, man. <laughs> if you're going into the show with already preset expectations of what you want out of it without even watching the whole thing, you're not going to get that out of it, man. <laughs> you're, you're, this is something this looks like uh, a more of a mystery family thing. That, yeah, it's definitely what you're asking for. It is definitely I mean, a family drama. If it does drama. do that, that'd be great. If it's somehow made sense of their nonsensical radiation use of radiation uh, i mean even in any weird sci-fi thing they they try to explain it away with something and they haven't even tried at this point 
so, I so, mean, to me, it sounds like they just eat it. Yeah, their their feet. That's, they absorb they it, it in it. Some, yeah. some way. Yeah, it's, it's their food. Yeah. Like, remember in the original Godzilla, when in the Philippines they were digging up the mudos, and it woke one up, and it like burrowed all the way to Japan, and that's how a nuclear fallout thing, that power plant collapsed. The meltdown happened. Yeah. yeah. So it seems. I mean, I don't know. It, to me, it seems like it. That's what it is. They yeah, eat it. They eat it. Yeah. That's what I thought. That's what I got from this episode I don't, I don't know i don't know what that means like they eat it that's that that's what it is well it's, it's like the smog monster sitting on top of the smokestacks and getting bigger yeah, like the plants, pollution plants yeah. take in the sun's radiation and you make make stuff with it i think it's the same way they probably like it goes through their skin or something and they absorb it yeah. you know yeah i don't think they're drinking it i don't know if you can chewing drink on it. it yeah i don't know if you could chew on it either but yeah. <laughs> you gotta lick it yeah, is that what you do? Is that how you got the way you were? Yeah, I licked some radiation. It was a bad idea. <laughs> I was trying to become Spider Man, and things went very wrong. I like this family drama, though. Like, it's like, oh, you find out your dad had another family. What the fuck's going yeah, on? I, I don't mind. That's it. good. And uh, I, I, I make it for, I, when I look think about it, I'm like, if I was in that perspective, I'd be really confused, too. I'd be like, yeah. wait a minute. I had a sister that I never yeah. knew about. Yeah. Yeah, they'll find their dad someplace. All right, let's finish. Now we can finish up with what are we? Thank watching? God she didn't do twenty three and me. Oh, jeez, yeah, that would have cleared everything up. Uh, what are we watching? You guys caught up on the Invincible three episode episode three? Uh, yes, I am as well. Oh, spoiler alert! I do want to kind of talk about that. That was a crazy episode. I really enjoyed it. This last one, yeah. Yeah, it was good. With Alan's story, and then like, they hit you with like the credits, and then the show just keeps going for like another 20 minutes. I was like, what the fuck? It was like a little mini episode within an episode. It was called Alien. It was called Alien instead of Alan. Yeah. Uh, now, in this, spoilers again. Instead of Invincible. Oh, they, yeah, they crossed it out. It was the Alan show. I love Alan. Seth Rogen voicing that, that character, who also I think he produces this. He was in the first one. Yes. It, you know, and it was always funny where he's like, Oh, I'm supposed to be protecting U- Urath. And he's like, dude, this is Earth. He's like, oh, shit. But they're on planet. Anyways, we get his backstory and that he was uh, made to be a warrior of the Viltrumites. And then they fucking kill him. And I was like, no, I felt bad for Alan. Well, I liked the before that, though. They uh, The narrator was trying to cut to something and they both were having sex. They were both boning. Yes, Mark. Uh, so he couldn't. He was Alan, like, oh, let's focus like, on this cat. Uh, yes. <laughs> Look at this cat. Isn't he great? Uh, it's, it, yeah, they kill him. And uh, yeah, that was crazy. For, uh, him like with his eye just popped out and his fucking intestines. Well, they kill him. They, he's alive. But then Peter Cullen's that character. Guy, yes. Don't, that fucking takes guy. Takes him off life support. He's the fucking mole. Don't trust that guy. What is happening? He's the one who's like, there's a mole. You got to find him. Yeah. Optimus Prime kills. Yeah. Him. It's yep. a great Optimus Prime. The voice cast, dude, is so good. Like David Diggs plays the other guy in therapy in that other storyline with the mom. But mm-hmm. this voice acting is amazing. And I love that other storyline that she goes to a therapy group for spouses whose, uh, whose others have passed because of superheroes and then realizes Oh, Omni Man killed all these people's fucking loved ones. Right. <laughs> the guy's like, I don't think you should come back anywhere. I was like, oh, that's fucked up. That's a lot to bear. I like it. Yeah, no, this was a good episode. I've, I mean, Invincible always for me is delivered um, every time I've watched it. And this episode ends on a nice cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the voice acting is really good. There's, they do a good job of having each episode be its own contained thing. Yeah. But all somewhat tying into a bigger storyline whether it be with the the Vilch, you know um omni man yeah. or what whatever um 
What's his fucking face? Cecil. Seat not Cecil. The 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 one in the last episode that's uh with the many brains. Oh 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 that guy. Yeah, what is that guy's name? That that um they did have a little bit with him going to different universes looking right. for like Mark. like ever. There's all like they have multiple threads that are building to bigger things. Dude, that shit with the immortal and he was banging that multi- multiple girl and there was like three of them coming out of the shower. That was great. Because Jason Mansukis voicing the other guy is so pathetic. He's just like, oh, come on, really? <laughs> so funny. I love I love it. He's like, like they're talking about how he like he's all pissed off that she cheated on him and she's like, you did the same thing. What do you think is going to happen with the Martian? <laughs> oh, that Martian character is wild. I'm kind of like, I'm going to run in place. Yes. <laughs> is there some place I can run in up. place? He's he wants to act human. But where like, where did he come acting from? Acting so strange. Yeah. He, no, he came from... This happened in last season. He, he was part of the alien group that infiltrated the was, uh, astronauts. Oh, so he's infected with the bad aliens. That's right. He? Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and he pretended to be and the astronaut. they want to take over, That's a, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a fun storyline, too. Yeah, him, but yeah, him running in fucking place. <laughs> on the treadmill. Was so good. So funny. Uh, yeah, and then that cliffhanger. I kind of saw that coming. I was like, you're just going to go with these fucking bug aliens? And Cecil's like, uh, I can't let you go. And he's like, fuck you. And then they're like... You got to meet our leader. Uh, You got to meet our leader. And I was like, I know it. It's going to be his fucking dad and his fucking Omni-Man. That's where he's been hanging out. So that's going to be good. It's a good show. Fuck. It's it's a good show. It's a good show. You know, and I really like, I I remember this from the first season, but just caught my ear even more this season. The the theme is so good for them, for him. The music, how it ends. Yeah. Yeah, The music's like, like, it's very epic. Yeah. It's a very good show yeah it's top top notch yeah Fucking it's like it. it's it's literally like it's like the boys but not i like not it's a car because it's a cartoon it's not a it, it's dark but it doesn't uh it's way more superhero it's yeah. like yeah. less 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 they're subversive le- they're leaning more into like the powers and the grandeur and like yeah, just that's how epic it. and operatic it yeah, can be. They can, I mean, he's been on multiple different planets already, and it's a little more fun in a weird way. It's like the boys, but like fun. I don't know. It's the color. Not as a not as disturbing. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is more super. Like they are at the end of the day. Well, we don't know where it's going, but Mark Grayson is like a very noble character. Yeah, to like root for. Yeah, yeah. He wants to do good. Yeah, he really right. does. Right, and then you have like some really adult stuff with like. The wife, Sandra O's character playing Debbie and the banging and you know, the people get brutally murdered. It's yeah. just There's a violence. good mix of everything. Yeah. Oh, I even love when they were about to bang and she's like, You're not gonna like break me, are you? <laughs> he's like, I don't know. Uh, Angstrom Levy was the guy I was talking about. Oh, that's voiced him. by Sterling yeah. K. Brown. Yeah, he's the yeah, with the crazy convoluted head. Oh, I can't wait to see what he's up to. He's well, he wants to kill he wanted to kill Omni Man. Yeah. And then Invincible stopped him, so now he wants to kill Invincible. He's like going to kill all the Mark Graysons and all the universes, maybe. But we don't even know. Like Omni Man is the first Vultramite to even leave, so like, there's this. Like, what's going on with him? Yeah, why yeah. he had to change a heart? Yeah. What's he like? So like, great cliffhanger at the end. Yeah, just yeah, damn good show. Why did he take off at the end? This is going to be very interesting. It's good. All right, uh, you watch good stuff out there. You watch anything else, Anthony? No, I was in Los Angeles. Oh, that's so. right. Checking out L.A. Uh, Rugs, yep. what'd you watch? 
I watched the whole entirety of Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. You watched the whole thing on Netflix already? God damn it. I did. I did. I've watched the first two episodes. So right. don't spoil anything. I want to know what you think because they do something weird, something unexpected. And uh, I, I, what I thought was going to be just a retelling of the comic book, which is a retelling of the movie. In the first episode, they do that. They, they go through, like, exactly what happens in the comic book, right, Rugs In the right. movie, he, mm. he dreams about Ramona. He meets her at the party. He gets her to come over. They start hanging out. And then Sex bob has a show to play. And that's right. when the first evil ex shows up from the League of Evil Exes. Right. And they battle. And in this show, that's how the first episode ends. And that battle ends differently. Oh, shit. I was not expecting that. And then I watched the second episode. And I was like, well, this is different. Basically, without spoiling the whole thing, is that the focus of the show is not really Scott Pilgrim's. He does take off. It says it in the title. Yeah, he literally takes off. Okay. And um, to be honest with you, I don't think it was the right decision. No? Oh, no. Uh, the ride is fun. The ride is fun. Go along for the ride. There's a couple of episodes that go off the rails to me that like really have nothing to do with anything in the story that they just felt like doing. Okay. Uh, it's like, look, now we have room to do this and that. But um, I think the narrative of the original Scott Pilgrim was so elegant in, in, in its message is that like when you start dating a girl, yeah, you have to deal with the baggage yeah. of the girl. Yep. You don't necessarily fight all their exes, but yes. in, internally, yeah. if the girl has baggage, you're going to be dealing with that baggage the for a while yeah. until you know how to like how to get around it, how to like let it roll off your back or how to like sit, meet it head on and get to that relationship that where you have the love of your life. And um, this did not do it as good. In, in my opinion, I. There's some interesting things, but I think that the the the, the OG story worked for a reason, and it was because of the because that message is stronger than what they do here, which is basically I'm not giving anything away. Is that like just it's more about Ramona and um, oh interesting okay yeah so which is fine because you know as Cartman said put a put a lady <laughs> in it put a chick in it. Yeah, so, and that's exactly what they did. They were just, oh. everybody's doing it. Uh, everybody's swapping people out and changing the story for no apparent reason. Like, I think what they could have done is told the story and uh, and then continued the story. So what happens when they get together? Like, what happens yeah, then? afterwards, yeah. So, and... Um, He's got to battle him again to keep her or something, right? Well, then I think maybe it's, it's Scott's demons, you know, like and things like that. Oh, maybe it's his them. exes. Like you have Envy Adams and you got Knives and all these other characters. Right. That could be interesting. I'll say I mean, I love the animation. I love the energy of it. It reminds me a lot of the comic book and the way they're using it's it. It's beautifully done. It's really well done. And it's lots of fun. Uh, some of the voices are better than others. Okay. Some of them seem like they're like t cashing in. They're just boy. like. They're just lazily doing it, but I think a lot of them are actually pretty good. I, you know, it felt like they're exploring, like, I kind of like the idea, like, the rules are Scott has to fight all seven evil exes to date Ramona, right? But but 
what happens if he doesn't beat one of them, any, any of them along the way? What are the rules then? Who gets her? Is it that guy? Is it the guy at the top? Blah, blah, blah. So, like, this whole thing with this League of Evil Exes is kind of funny, but it's got me. So, all right, I'll watch the rest of it. The short, you know. It's, it's a nice ride, yeah, but I like think ultimately you're probably going to side with me and say that the is yeah, yeah, I did not expect it to deter and give us a whole new story like this. Uh, yeah. Right at the end of the first episode. So that was interesting. So, yeah. I mean, it's got some great animation and some great fight scenes yeah. and some good stuff coming it's along fun. the way. It's fun. So, yeah. All right. Anything else you watched that was notable? I did watch both Hercule Italian Hercules movies. What? Why? The, uh, <laughs> now, um, what are so these? I, okay. Wait, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to set it up. So I watched the Sylvester Stallone documentary and I watched the Arnold Schwarzenegger's documentary and they both said that what drove them to bodybuilding was seeing these Hercules movies. Oh, with that guy. Yeah. Yes. So I'm like, I got to watch these movies now. Okay. And so uh, they were filmed in Italy with a British guy, the British guy being Steve Reeve or whatever his name is. And um, he was the bodybuilder dude. And But they filmed it in Italy, like kind of like spaghetti westerns, but they were like spaghetti, like sword and sandal movies. Steve Reeves, that's his name. Yes. Right. So... Uh, I'm like, I got to watch these movies. And uh, they're basically they take like Jason and the Argonauts and they just throw like fucking Hercules in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're really like low budget movies. But since they're shot in Italy and they have like, you know, they don't need a backdrop. The backdrop is naturally there. Like they could just it's just like these tales, but they're really done low budget. And uh, yeah, it's it, it. They dubbed the guy's voice. You know, they made these movies starting in 1958 all the way through like 1985. Most of them being in the 50s and 60s. There's like uh, 27 of these movies. Yeah. So anyway, they were entertaining because um, the girls were unusually hot for the 50s. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> like they were like really scantily clad. And, uh, they, you know, it's, it's Greeks, it's, it's Greek fucking mythology and shit like that. So it, it was fun. It was like, it's a very cartoony, like B movie, but I was I'm glad I watched it. I'm like, that's what inspired. Yeah, that's cool. Like, he was like the first like big muscular yeah. action hero. He's are the guys that inspired Stallone and Schwarzenegger. Yeah. So I just wanted to see the movie that inspired Arnold. I was oh. just curious to see it. And um, now I have the, as a cinephile. I uh, have that under my belt. Oh, they're all like so G rated or not rated or unrated. Yeah, they're just they're on YouTube. You can oh, find okay. them there. Yeah, that's interesting and random. But yeah, I don't know. I just felt like watching. <laughs> I like it. And then uh, anything else? What was the other thing? Wasn't there another thing? Zorro TV show. What about the Zorro TV? Oh, show? there is a Zorro TV show. There's a commercial out for it. Uh, Does anybody care but- about the Zorro anymore? Is this a little thing? You know what? I, it makes me upset that people don't care about Zorro. Like everybody wants to talk about representation. You got the fucking Mexican fucking folk hero, <laughs> and no one gives it. Like the guy who inspired Batman, right? Yeah, he's a vigilante, yeah, sure. dresses in black, sure. And no one cares about Zorro. So I don't. They can make it. Like imagine they made like a a, a new version of Zorro, like a new vigilante that's Mexican. There's a teaser, and they're rebooting it for something. Uh, but. Oh uh, yeah, I don't know Zorro. I don't know if they make it badass. Like, Wil- Wilmer Wilmer Valderrama <laughs> was supposed to play him. Oh my god! And then and then that project got stalled. But then Antonio Banderas, who plays the best version of Zorro, yeah, yeah. As, as Puss in Boots, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Zorro wasn't he Zorro in the, like, he, the one he movie? wanted? 
You know who he wanted to be? Tom Holland. He wanted Tom Holland to be Zorro. What? That doesn't make no sense. He'd be better. He'd be a better puss in boots. <laughs> I don't know. It's just weird shit. I mean, anyhow, it's all true what I'm saying. If you make Zorro with like some John Wick action, maybe some cool fencing sword stuff. I don't know. Well, I mean, like, I'm just saying you have this old folk hero that's been existed for the longest time. There could be a legacy of Zoros who step in and fucking right the wrongs of fucking, you know, what's going on and whatever's going on in, in that area. All right. It'd be cool. Why not? Sure. Why not? <laughs> uh, that's going to do it then, everybody. Anthony, any final words? Any words of advice? To help out our listeners. Oh, uh, make sure you uh, if you if you have your Thanksgiving, which you should um, do not undercook the turkey like Imran does every year. Oh, no, I'm gonna... it, that is dog shit. That turkey. Thing, I makes. offered you a chance to be a cop and you blew it. Remember that one year you cooked the turkey and you were showing us pictures. That looked like something you should feed. Not even the dog. No, like these are the most raccoons. beautiful pictures of a perfectly done turkey. And he's like, he writes back, throw it in the trash. Is like that's an abomination. <laughs> the worst turkey I've ever and seen. And it was like, like Imran, do you like turkey? I mean, it's all right. You know, this year I may try to spatchcock one. What's that? This is so you know, spatchcock. You never heard of the spatchcock? No. It's where you cut out the spine and the back, and then you like flatten it down, and it just cooks more even. Apparently, okay. it, you kind of just flatten the bird instead of it being round. But have you ever deep fried a turkey? No, but those are delicious and very dangerous. You got to know what you're doing. Yeah, you know, start lots of fires that get started. Yeah, like that. I, I, I've said this, I think, probably a couple times on this podcast over the years. But uh, turkey, most overrated meat of all it, time. It kind of is. You know, I'm fine if I don't have no one. No one ever orders turkey, turkey now regularly. It's a good point. It's a good right? point. Like if you're at a deli, is turkey, the first thing you order. Turkey sandwiches are very popular in the deli, but are well, they more I do, popular? I no. do eat a lot of turkey, though. I really do. It, it's good for like diets and stuff. You, 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 you might like. I'm just saying, not a lot of people. Yeah. Not a lot of people are eating turkey. No, no, of like, like I'm talking about cold cuts more, more than more, and like ground turkey. Like mm. you make like turkey meatballs, yeah. turkey bacon, turkey sausages. Yeah. I guess, yeah. But not you're not sitting there getting a big fucking turkey like roasted. Yo, in the oven like a big turkey leg anything. is amazing. Just walk around and eat it. Think you're turkeys. Fucking- I mean, it's good. It just. The, on the list of meats that I could eat, yeah, it's probably down at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I like yeah. I like any sort of you know, like steaks, yeah. burgers. Well, you get past chickens. the red meat first, yes, and then your alternate pork. Even like even if you the deli meats, sure. like I, I'd rather have roast beef. I'd rather have salami, pepperoni, chicken. I agree. Turkey is <laughs> always like the last, and then after turkey is like the egg salad and the oh, well, yeah. <laughs> chicken well, yeah. salad. Then, then you're well now you're doing yeah other shit yeah. Uh, yeah, that's my uh, turkey yeah, hot. Yeah, tip. turkey's like uh, have some yeah, duck this year. How about some duck, listener? Yummy duck. I don't know. I don't know if I've, you know. I don't know if I've ever. I think I've probably had duck, but it, yeah. I don't know that the taste has stayed with me. Yeah, I don't. I had it once. It could be gamey. Mm. I like alligator. You get, Speaking well, of gamey, alligator's pretty good. There's a new Thanksgiving meat. Yeah, have alligator. alligator well, just throw nuggets. a big old alligator yeah. on the fucking. How about some mutton? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> is that mutton? Lamb? I believe that's lamb. lamb. Yeah, right? it's like a baby. Oh, it's like yeah. a baby lamb. Listen, kill a baby animal, eat it. Happy Thanksgiving. That's all we're trying to say. <laughs> but yeah, Im- do not and run. Do not I make. Do not cook. Get I your make, hands make, anywhere make, near cooking <laughs> a turkey, turkey this this year. Yeah, wait, it, make it, some tofurkey. Yeah. yeah, if you if you put your hands on that turkey, it is already 
should be in the garbage. Right. That well, tofurkey it is then. <laughs> I'll just mold one out of tofu. Put you stay in. away from putting your hands on any sort of Thanksgiving food. I make a good turkey. Other than eating God it. damn it. <laughs> Come on over. I'll give you my turkey. <laughs> just make a small turkey. Listen, <laughs> you're not getting the giblets. That's all this means. Keep with the giblets. I must... What's the smallest turkey you can get? I don't know, but I'm going to spatchcock it. Uh, yeah. Are you, you really? His... How long does that take? No, I don't know. I don't know. What kind of what turkey I sizes s- are we talking about? Small turkey. Like a 12 pounder. Why are we talking about turkey? Because of Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Oh, it the, is. the show is going to come out the day are before. Are you going out the night before oh, Thanksgiving? Yeah. Is that a big thing now? It is a big thing. I am I am probably going to refrain from doing that. Oh, boy. I, okay. I stopped doing that getting last year, might even be the year before. Oh, boy. Last year. Yeah. And the reason for it is it's just, I hate being hungover on Thanksgiving. <laughs> There's nothing worse than being hungover on Thanksgiving around family. Yeah, it hurts. Hurts. You just don't want to talk to them. Yeah, you have yeah. to be around your family, but yeah. like regardless. So it's just like, oh. And I usually what what will happen is I'll have like lunch with them, and then I'll just like find an empty room and then like doze off. I and see that. Like, yeah, and then just like, what is wrong with you? Well, man? I think we should move this to like Black Friday, going out partying. Black Friday. In the bars. No, we're shopping. Yeah. No. Uh, after the shopping. I think it's more the novelty of the fact that everyone's off the next yeah, day. No yeah. one ever does. Like, not everyone's ever able to party on a Wednesday. But yeah, that's not my. That's true. I'm done with it. He's done. Oh my god, done. Anthony's getting old. He's growing up. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> the times. Yeah, gonna wake up with a w- achy back. The end of an era. <laughs> yeah, look like me soon. He's gonna start wearing compression socks any day yeah. now. <laughs> Gotta keep the blood flowing down there. Start dressing like a run. Yes. No socks, just shoes. The, yeah, you start doing weird shit. Pull your belt waist all the way up to your nipples. <laughs> He's like, I'm, I need to look. <laughs> I'm aging rapidly. Like did. All right, look, you fuckers. That's it. Rugs, where can the listener find you online? Uh, on X at Really Rug Boy. Come follow me. We got socials, too. You should follow all of them. Listener, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's not called Twitter anymore. Whatever it's called. But the most important thing you can do. Subscribe to the show, share it, tell a friend, spread it around. Thank you for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the Nerd. We will peep you next time. Thing I offered you a chance to be a cop, and you blew it. And you blew it. it. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. My balls are hot. Great. My balls are Lame. Jock and Nerd. All right.